Thanks for checking out the Long and Short of It podcast. You can find us on all good podcast platforms. Please consider following or subscribing. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Long and Short of It, the podcast where we discuss each of the games on the Metacritic Top 100 list. My name's Lawrence and I'm joined by... This is Dan. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome back if you are a long-time listener. How are you today? You alright? Yeah, I'm, I'm alright. And if you're a short-time listener too, you're also welcome to the podcast. That, well, that's right. Any, anyone's welcome. Except Mr. Blobby. Well, we're getting, getting in early with the... The old Mr. Blobby references. That's right. That's right. Are you, are you well today? <laughs> yeah, I'm all right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not much exciting going on. Um, you had a training course has... today that was cancelled, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yes. And uh, yeah, so that's freed me up today and tomorrow as well. And the weather has taken a turn for the worse. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you're sad to hear. Um, we've got rain. We had some storms last night. Lightning. That, yes, that is um, the weather in ye old Lancaster. Thank um, you. How are we? Thank you, Michael Fish. Yes, I'm. I'm quite well. Um, yeah, same thunder, lightning over here. But yeah, it's all right. You know, just uh, just getting by. I'm uh, also buying a house at the moment, but I'm not quite as far along in the process as you. As you've uh, you've picked up your keys now, haven't you? Whereas I'm, yes, probably still a month uh, or two away. Oh yeah, so our process has been finalised, and now we're, um, we've got a contractor in there doing a couple of couple of bits this week. Putting towels down the toilet? Just, um, no, they won't be doing that. That is not in their remit. That's not on their docket. Um, but. but uh, yeah, as I said, we don't have toilets. No, we, we do We do have toilets. Um, but yes, so we're trying to coordinate the move. Anyone that's um, bought their own place knows how much fun that can be. And uh, how I much never fun? thought in the year 2022 I would hear a reference to Michael Fish in a podcast. So that's a good start. That's who you are. Anyone that isn't aware of who Michael Fish is, give it a Google. But yes, today <laughs> we are back discussing... Another game in the top 100. I think we're close to 90 now, aren't we? I think we've we've not got yeah, many left. We are, we so are edging closer and closer to the end. Yeah. So today we are going to be discussing a game from 19, the year 1997. Um, it is a game by Blizzard Entertainment, and it is on our list at number 72 with a score of 94. We are going to be discussing the PC game Diablo today. So anyone that has any kind of knowledge of the gaming sphere has probably at least heard of the name Diablo. It's a very big and very well-renowned PC title uh, and you know that goes back to, to, to this release in 97. So with that being said, it's a big franchise. What's your history with this game or with this series? Um, no experience with the game itself, um, but I have played Once Upon a Time, um, Diablo 3. Oh, where did I play Diablo 3? I think I might have got it on the PS3, and um, that game is co-op. So, though I'm not sure if I played it in co-op, um, I definitely started the game. Um, I made some progress on it, but I think I was just playing a lot of games at that time, so I probably fell off. I quite like what I played of it, um, 
I know that the new Diablo game is getting some criticism for basically uh, microtransactions all over the place. Yeah, so, uh, and obviously I'm aware of Diablo because it's a huge franchise that really kicked off the ARPG genre. Um, There were, of course, ARPGs beforehand, but I think it's fair to say that it popularised and really heavily influenced every ARPG that came after it. Yeah, I was doing a bit of reading um, before, well, yesterday before we recorded, and although, like you say, this didn't invent the ARPG, it popularised it, and I think that there's a that there's a wide acceptance that this game then garnered a lot of Diablo kind of games, like Diablo clones. This yes. is a very well respected series with, like you say, popularisation of the entire ARPG genre, really. Um, my my history is a little bit different to yours. I have never played any of these games. I don't know anything about these games. I know that um, there was a lot of pushback when I think Blizzard announced Diablo being a mobile game a couple of years ago. Because this series has a very staunch fan base. Yeah. But yeah, this was my first venture, I so suppose. So question for you then. Diablo um, series. The yeah, go on. That. Um, so you mentioned obviously Diablo clones and uh, you mentioned that obviously you're new to the Diablo series, but did you ever play any of the Diablo clones that you or any of the games influenced that you would say? By I don't Diablo? think so. I um I didn't I didn't see any like game names of like Diablo clones. It it did give me a bit of a reminder of Baldur's Gate to some extent, and there are elements of the whole Dungeons and Dragons yeah. things here with the character selection. I'm glad you mentioned that. But yeah, it, I I I probably wouldn't have mentioned it if we'd have played Baldur's Gate, you know, a longer time ago. I'd have probably missed the link, but because we played it relatively recently for the podcast. There's definitely some kind of link There's or some similarities. Yeah, definitely, and and I I can't remember what year Baldur's Gate came out, but they they, they came out within similar times. I think it was two thousand, so it came out after this. So there's there's probably a decent chance that it was at least partially influenced by this. Yeah. Um, oh, so so I'm talking about Baldur's Gate two. So obviously Baldur's Gate one came out before that, so maybe a couple of years before that. Um, and, and some of the games influenced by this... I mean, I, I played quite a few, actually. I didn't know at the time that I played them that they were influenced by this. And um, if you're listening to me, you're lucky lucky enough to hear that heavy rain in the background. Um, so we're just trying to set the atmosphere for this episode. For an atmospheric thund- game. There's thunder. Yeah, atmospheric right. game, atmospheric mood. Um, yeah, so I, in the 2000s, I played... Um, I think I mentioned before I played Baldur's Gate... Dark Three. Alliance 1 and 2, which are ARPGs um, released on consoles at the time. And I've just replayed, actually, um, just completed Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance 1. And I'm going to now replay Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance 2. Um, some of the other games that I think were heavily influenced by this are um, Forgotten Realms, Demon Stone. That was a game I played back then. Um, some of the Bard's Tale games are, are quite similar to this. Um Champions of Norath, I remember that one. So actually I played quite a lot um, and I was uh, quite a, a decent fan of these style of games back in the uh, early 2000s. So um, yeah, I think they all owed quite a lot to Diablo so I thought it's a, 
and interesting tangents go on. So where, where did you play this? Um, I played this... Um, so that there are a couple of places to play it. Um, if you're playing on PC, you're going to have to get this game... Well, you, unless you have an old copy of the game. Um, but nowadays you can get this on GOG.com. Uh, so as I mentioned last episode, so I played it there. There is also... Um, a PS1 version. There is. And 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 uh, you ordinarily, if I were playing something on the list, being um, the typical console heathen that I am, I would go for the console version. And uh, I did look at getting the PS1 version, but it goes for like sixty quid. So I, I think they're also a little bit different as well. They are. They're. They're. Um. I, I know that. I think the game itself is quite similar, but the interfaces are quite different. Yeah. Um. To obviously allow for console play, um. But yeah, the, I wasn't going to spend um sixty great British pounds if I could uh play this game for eight pounds, um via GOG. So yeah, I played it via that, and I think you did too. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. I did um, I did look into it a little bit that you can still get copies of um, the Diablo series off, off Blizzard's website. However, apparently, and I'm not sure if this is the case, I'm just trying to look it up now, uh, but I might be a little bit too late to do so, but apparently you can only get Diablo games up to, well, from Diablo 2. They don't have the original yes. Diablo on the system, which is interesting. Um, so I think you're right in saying that. I think they remastered Diablo 2 onwards. Mm. Um, they certainly remastered Diablo 2. I don't know if they did 3 uh, or any of the other games, but 2 is definitely remastered, and you, you can actually get that on modern consoles. So, And a lot of Diablo fans say that number 2 is the best. So yes. it's a shame, really, that we didn't get to play that also for the list. But, um, yeah, so we played... The game that's less accessible, which tends to be the case, especially in this back half of the list. Um, but yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned um, the the user interface on the PS1 version probably being a little bit different to the PC version. And with PC RPGs, you always expect the interface to be quite complex and quite in-depth. Whereas this one, there wasn't too much to the UI which I think links in with me asking you what the story of this game is, because the story in this game is quite stripped back, isn't it? The, the, the way that I'd explain this game to people is the story isn't really the focus, but neither is the gameplay. It's more of the experience, I'd say. But whether yeah. whether or not you, you agree with that, I don't know. But what would you say the story is in this game? What's the background? I think this game has a really simple, elegant setup. Yeah. And we're so used to multi-layered, multi-act, multi-tiered games. I mean, we talked about the sprawling um, MGS5 last episode. Um, now, this I think to go into the plot of this game is to go into the setup of this game. And basically the setup is that you arrive in a town and... Uh, within that town, you, you meet some of the inhabitants. They've got shops. They've got um, people that may give you side quests. Um, the side quests are randomised, so you may not necessarily see all the side quests within one playthrough. And so a handful of side quests. And then you are ushered into the church where 
basically they say that terrible things are happening and you, you, you go and explore that. Within the church, um, you go underneath the church and there are 16 levels to a dungeon. So this game is just this town and this 16 level dungeon. And you go through um, different sort of areas within the dun within the dungeon so you've got the uh you've got the church you've got the um sort of the undercroft and then eventually you, you get all the way down to hell um and that's basically the setup you're going in there and you're trying to eradicate this evil and uh yeah you work your way through it between levels you can come back to the town and you might want to um buy some weaponry sell some weaponry um heal yourself buy some potions uh take some side quests and then head back down into the dungeon and what you do in the dungeons is you pick up your loot you fight lots and lots of enemies the enemies and the loot is completely randomized and um you might find yourself with a re really good weapon that you might use for the rest of the game or um you might not <laughs> So that, that, that's basically the setup of this game, and it's it's very simplistic. I'm sure there's probably a bit more to the lore than that, and I'm sure they may um, they may go in more detail um, with the later games, but to me that seemed to be what it was. I don't know if you've got anything to add to that. Yeah, really, it, it's a dungeon crawler, isn't it? You, you get to the... You start off in the main town, which is called Tristram, and you're drawn to going into the church there. There's, you know, these these lights flashing out of it and you're kind of drawn to to explore that and as you go into the church you you go down into different layers um you know the the basement of the church then you go into catacombs then caves and then the the end goal is, is to get into the um well basically going down into hell to fight the um the titular antagonist which is diablo which is effectively a form of the devil um but this this game is is effectively a dungeon exploration ARPG where you clear out all of the enemies in one level of the dungeon and then you go down to the next level and as Dan says that there are 16 levels uh, with each level giving you harder enemies better loot and making it harder for you to progress and that's the main meat of the game really and there are elements of this game and I know that a lot of fans of Diablo disagree with this but there are parts of it that remind me of it being a bit like a roguelike i don't know if, yeah. if you'd agree well that they're, they're the, the randomized um loot and enemies the, the dungeons are procedurally generated yeah and yes i think the difference is you know with uh games like we, we've played hades for the for the list uh it's the case of you you die and then yeah, you go I mean, back that's, that's a great comparison actually thinking about it yeah um, the, you know that the, there, there is an element of roguelike in this game but the difference being with roguelikes you get as far as you can die and then go back to the start and you you, you garner your experience etc whereas with this you can go back up to the town at any point you know when you filled your loot um up or when you're close to death you could just go back up and then go down again and there are you know ways to get to town quicker there are town portals which you can utilize which take you straight back to the town and then straight back to where you were in the dungeon um but there, there were elements of this game that did remind me a little bit of hades um just because it's 
down a level, down a level, down a level, defeat the enemies, it gets harder, down a level, gain experience, etc. So the main thing that I'd talk about with this game would probably be the atmosphere. And when you play it, you understand. And when you watch yeah. any footage of this game or any reviews of this game, the atmosphere is very much given the front and centre piece of attention because the atmosphere in this game is very thick. It's this is a game from 97 this is you know this is an old game and in terms of its gameplay and stuff i wouldn't say that it holds it particularly amazingly because it's it's very very bare bones you've got three um types of character you can play as you can play as the um the warrior uh the is it the rogue that the archer's called yeah and then what's the third one that i didn't play as a cleric um the sorcerer. It's usually a mage sorcerer. Okay. Warrior, rogue, and sorcerer. And I, I, what did you play as in this? I played as the rogue. I played as the warrior. Um, I, I read some bits beforehand that said that um, it can be really fun playing as the warrior if you get the right setup. So I, uh, yeah, I picked the warrior. Okay. And yeah, as you go through this game, the atmosphere that is presented to you is what kind of draws you in like the the vibe and the feel of the town the music in the town yeah and it's a very strongly themed gothic kind of game isn't it it's yeah so i i remember um i remember the creators of this game uh well i heard something of the creators of this game that they wanted to move away from traditional fantasy and obviously when you think of fantasy, you might think of, um, at that time, Final Fantasy, stuff like that. Um, or you might think of more traditional sort of knights and castles sort of fantasy. But this was um, very much dark fantasy with, uh, yeah, gothic leanings. Um, one of the things you're greeted with when you first boot this game up is a very moody sort of cutscene that just sets up the world of Diablo. And then, as you say, you've got this town and... There are dead bodies lying around. There's, there's, there, there are bloody bodies lying around. The people are fearful. Um, the, the wonderful soundtrack of this town um, is at once reassuring and gives you feelings of being safe. But at the same time, there's this undercurrent of fear. Um, and we, we talk about soundtracks a lot, obviously, over the course of the list. And... The fact that you've got a song or a, or a theme or a, or a piece of music that can do all those things within one track, it's a great piece and there's great soundscapes within the dungeons and yeah, it's very moody and then you, you work through, there's something very compelling about this game um, and I think that atmosphere is special and I think the simplicity of the game the fact that you've just got these 16 levels, um, yeah, and then you speak to the different people and they've got the stories to tell, they've got their bits of dialogue. It's a very, very atmospheric game and I really appreciate that. The thing that I that I thought of with, with this game is I have this curse with games like this because this is an isometric um, 2D PC game. I always find it hard to not look at these games and lump them in with everything else. And yeah. there's a game that I 
thought of quite a lot when I was playing it. I don't know why, because they're two completely different games. But there's, um, I don't know if you'll have heard of it. It's a PC game called called Sanitarium. Um, I've heard of it, I think. And I mean, that, that came out in '98, I think, and it's um, it's a it's a point and click game, but it's um, it's psychological horror, and right. I don't know. There's there's quite a lot of elements of this game that reminded me of that. I don't know why, but I just wanted to kind of bring it up because I don't know. It was playing on my mind a little bit, but we there are definitely horror trappings in there. Um, oh yeah, you've got the gothic stuff, and then yeah, it, it definitely feels working your way through this dungeon um it's not pure horror but there are definitely horror elements and you might be uh questioning whether you want to go into that room full of enemies or um questioning whether you want to destroy that barrel because there might be something inside it's a yeah moody is, is i think a great description for this game yeah moody is a good word to describe it so I mentioned at the start of this, the story nor the gameplay is really the highlight of this game. It's more the, the vibe, the experience and the atmosphere. But if we go on to gameplay as king, do you think this game is fun? So I'll talk, I'll talk a bit about what you actually do. So as I said, you, you, you pick up loot and you're fighting enemies. So the, the process of fighting enemies, originally this game was apparently a, uh, a turn-based game and much slower paced. But then Blizzard said to the developer, that they wanted, um, yeah, which was Blizzard North. Um, they wanted um, something quicker, something faster paced, and um, they went away and they apparently, th- through error, they came up with this system because um, when they were, when the developer was messing around with the gameplay, at one point it clicked something and then the character went up to a skeleton and just killed the skeleton in one hit, and then that's where this this gameplay was born and basically what you have is you've got your interface overlaying the screen so you've got your character your inventory you've got your map um, different things there and then you've got the actual gameplay screen and you can move through the world with the mouse um, clicking on certain spots to move to them and if you see an enemy you can click on the enemy uh, to attack and you keep clicking to keep attacking um, certainly with the warrior and that is essentially um, what it is, and some of your some of your attacks will hit, some will miss, um, some will be defended against. But essentially, this game is you using your mouse, scrolling around the area, and clicking on enemies, um, and it may cause your finger to hurt after a little while. Um, but yeah, that's it. And I wouldn't say I'm blown away by this gameplay. It's, it, it 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 is what it is, and I think it probably took some. Um, it probably evolved after this game in the other games and also the other clones of this game um, but as you said the gameplay is not necessarily the gameplay itself is not the reason to play this game it's everything surrounding the gameplay so um, as for whether it's fun I find the game very compelling but I couldn't say that the moment to moment gameplay is thrilling so it's okay I'd say yeah I, I, I agree the, the word that I'd use to describe this game is it's an interesting experience but it's also tedious like you say, you're, you're, you're just crawling through, clicking on things, trying to get to the next stage. And just because I don't find this game fun, it doesn't mean that it isn't good. Like I say, this this game feels more like it's just supposed to be an experience rather than anything else. But whether or not this game's fun, I'd probably say not really. Maybe for the first like half an hour while you're getting to grips and everything is new. 
but after that it just kind of loses its I don't know it, it loses something and it's it, it is hard to go back to and play I mean neither you nor me completed this game uh, we no. I think you got to level six, didn't you? And I got to level five in the dungeons. Um, Although I, I do, I, I, I'm thinking of getting a new laptop. Um, I think you're getting a gaming laptop, and I've been really looking over the past couple of days, and I do want to go back and play this game. And I, I, I say it occasionally that there are games that I want to go back to. Not, not that often. This is one that has held my interest, and I think it's the atmosphere more than anything. And with my new laptop, I may go back to this game. Um, so yeah, there's something about it, but it's not the pure gameplay, as you say. Um, I'm sure there are added wrinkles and layers to the gameplay. There's obviously using your potions under pressure, which sometimes you will be because you're surrounded by enemies. There Walking away from use. danger because you can't run. Yeah, yeah, so that's another thing. So this game doesn't have a jog or run feature, so you're always walking. Um, and the sorcerer uses spells. Um I think part of the thing that's that people find satisfying about this game is is that um, as you level up and become more powerful, you can become very overpowered, and I imagine it's quite satisfying then running through lots of powerful enemies. Um, so yeah, there, there's stuff in here that's interesting, but it, the gameplay itself feels almost like a prototype of things to come rather than the finished product. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, with, with that said, are there any particular things that stand out? We always say favourite move, but I, I don't feel that's really required here. Is there any, anything <laughs> that stands out to you? Um, no, I don't think I could possibly name. I do, I, I like the loot element and um, I appreciate that. I think it probably was quite fresh at the time, whereas now obviously you do get all sorts of hack and slash looters or other kind of looter games. It's become very, very popular. And I think there's probably an argument that this is the game that popularised it. So yeah, I, I do appreciate that, but it's not something about the gameplay itself. Yeah, I agree. Like, like I say, this is more atmosphere, vibe, than gameplay or story. Um, speaking of atmosphere and vibe, what what did you think of the soundtrack and the look of this game? Obviously, we're talking about a game from '97, so you have to take it with a pinch of salt. But what what would your comments be? I think the soundtrack is great. Um, what I've heard of it, especially that overworld town theme, I think yeah. it's really striking. And yeah, striking is a word yeah. I'd use on the the town music for sure. It's a bit haunting. Um, mm -hmm. that's how music and I feel like I could listen to that outside of the game um, which is always my biggest compliment towards a soundtrack in terms of the, the, the graphics I think it'd be very easy to criticise these graphics if you wanted to but I'm, I'm going to take a different approach which is I feel like with a game this atmospheric that's really trying to achieve something through its atmosphere um, actually these graphics serve it well because it doesn't give you this crystal clear um, image of what the world is and you kind of have to use your imagination to fill it out so yes you've got the isometric view yes you've got the enemies but you might imagine the game or imagine this world that the game is set in and because you only see snippets of it or you only see um, low resolution assets of the game 
you kind of fill in the blanks with your imagination and I think that can really serve a game well so here I think it lends nicely to the atmosphere I feel like if this game looks different it wouldn't have that atmosphere mm. so it's it's a it's a rare case of the graphics not being so technically advanced actually serving the game so there's here what yeah. what what you just said there makes me think of um so I've I've mentioned him a few times as a there's a YouTuber that I watch called H Bomber Guy and he did a video on Scanline which is uh, like VHS and he yeah. he makes a similar comment so if you watch uh have you seen the alien films Oh yeah, I love them. If you watch the Alien films like now on Blu-ray or, or stream it or whatever, you're probably watching it in 1080p or 4K, and it's crystal clear, and it looks phenomenal. But if you go back and watch the Alien films on a CRT TV on VHS, because the TVs aren't as amazing at showing light and black levels, and you know that the crispness that you get with you know now 4k tvs compared to an old crt tv from the 90s or the noughties you lose a lot of atmosphere in watching a film like that in all its crispness because you can see everything that's going on whereas beforehand when you watch an old film on vhs or whatever like i remember watching the empire strikes back on vhs and you know seeing the the fight between darth vader and luke skywalker in the the underbelly of um, Cloud City, it looks very dark and very daunting on VHS. Whereas you watch it now on Disney Plus or in 4K, it looks very crisp and you can see everything that's going on. And what you just said there made me think of that because a lot of this atmosphere is down to the fact that this game is from the 90s and it's a very dark, very dank look because at the time using that kind of technology to tell a story was, you know, a really good storytelling um, element, I guess. And I think the fact that this game is so old lends to the atmosphere, if that makes sense. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think with the Alien films, I think it's always that thing with old horror films judging by today's standards is difficult and um, actually I think the alien films do hold up better than a lot of old horror films Um, but yeah seeing it on an old CRT TV it was probably miles scarier than it is now Um, I do think that you when you see it in such clarity nowadays you can appreciate how good the film itself is and it's a it's a especially the original which is my favorite Um, it's a fantastic film in itself yeah so yeah I think there's definitely a, a, a point to that, and that, that's why a lot of people, a lot of horror, even um, you'll notice that a lot of horror tropes are that people find old videotapes and stuff like that because there's something scarier inherently about old videotapes than oh I found this DVD and it's got some yeah. creepy footage on it. Um, yeah, an old videotape suggests. Because th- there was a time when everyone taped things, so there's every chance that there could be old cassettes in someone's attic that, I don't know, have some found footage on them. But it doesn't happen so much with DVDs. Everything's no. digital now, and <laughs> the digital horror film um, on an SD card is probably not, not quite so scary. 
No, I, I agree. Sinister and stuff like that. It's a look into the past a bit, isn't it? Yeah. So I think that's definitely a, a, a very valid point. So the the question of the week is is linked in with this franchise in general. So we we mentioned at the start that this is you know one of one of probably I'd say probably in the top twenty game or or, or series titles of all time. I think you know you'd be hard pressed to find people that haven't heard of Diablo that are, that are gamers. So why do you think this franchise is still so popular? You know, 25, 26 years after it came out originally. We've had four mainline titles now, I think. So why do you think this game is still so widely loved? Or why this series is still so widely loved? I think you you touched on part of it there. Um, So it's been all this time since it was released um, 25 years ago. And there have only been four titles that's a huge gap between titles and if you're into that type of game and this this series is considered the king of those types of game then you're probably really looking forward to and waiting for the next release and because i mean this is this is probably um one of the series that blizzard is most well known for probably alongside world World of warcraft um and they seem to maybe not so much with the most recent release which I know is a bit um, divisive but they seem to take their time um, get the quality right with them and then they will refine so you get you, you got one expansion with the original I think you got some expansions with the second game and the third game as well so they tend to tell the stories following the actual releases and I think if you want an ARP number one ARPGs aren't as popular as they once were, so no. there aren't as many of them. Even though it's still a very entertaining genre, especially in co-op. Um, and then again, if you want the king of ARPGs, you go to Diablo, and there are only a handful of them. I think that, and and also you can't ignore the fact that there's probably a bit of um, nostalgia and a bit of a bit of a. Sons, uh, I don't know what I don't know what phrase I'm trying to use there. Um, so people look back on the '90s in gaming. I mean, you see it with th- things like Stranger Things. It's not not the '90s, the '80s, but um, people are trying to recreate that that feel that was around in the '80s and '90s. Yeah, and I think there's a there, there's a lot of people that's very that are very fond of that era and. These games are very much of that era, um, in the same way that Dungeons and Dragons was hugely, hugely popular in that era. So it's kind of maybe a, a door back to people's childhood, um, and I'm sure we've got that with certain games as well. Maybe not Diablo, but um, certain games that really shine a light on our childhood that that make you yeah feel nostalgic for that time. Ocarina of not Time, Crash Bandicoot, themselves. Sonic the Hedgehog, Mario. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I think that's what it is. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's hard for me to say because I haven't played the other games, so I don't really have too much of a look in. But I think part of it is nostalgia, and I think part of it is the lore and the, the atmosphere and the the whole background of this series. Because as far as I know, I think that each of the games is a continuation of each other. 
I think they're all sequels to, to one another, I believe. Um, yeah. And I think it also has to do with the fact, like you said, there aren't loads of these games that have come out. It's not oversaturated. Um, but yeah, I think part of it is possibly due to the nostalgia element of it, maybe. Um, but more so the world that's been built by Blizzard here and the lore and the the feeling around it, I think. I mean, maybe the gameplay is massively different in the in the newest... Well, I mean, I imagine it probably is because, you know, it, it's yeah, had 25 years to grow. Um, yeah. But, you know, if you're using this as a, as a baseline, then, you know, maybe it is down to the, the world that, that Blizzard built and, you know, the different elements to that and the, the underworld, etc. So... Yeah. With all that being said, then, what, what are your final thoughts? Do you think this game deserves to be in the top 100 list? Where was it placed again? Number 72. Okay. Um, I do think it deserves to be here. We don't have much ARPG love on the list. Um, and this can al- almost be considered the granddaddy of the ARPG games. So, very, very influential. Very important game very popular game even today and a lot of Diablo fans will go back and play this game so with uh, with, with games that we're not necessarily so familiar with it's about trying to see what people see in them and I can see what people see in this game I can see that the atmosphere is really thick there's something very satisfying in the simplicity and the elegance of the game um yeah, there's some, like, as I say, something very compelling about it. So I get it, I understand it. Um, I wasn't around at the time. I was in, I was, I was alive, but I wasn't one of the people playing it at the time. Yeah. So um, I can't speak to that necessarily, but yeah, I, I, I can see why it's here, and I think it does deserve to be here. It's probably around the right place for me. Um, I don't know what you think. Yeah, I, I, I also think it deserves to be here. I think it's probably in about the right position. Um, you know, it's in the right kind of area on the list, I'd say, towards the lower regions. It isn't a game for me. I quite enjoyed the experience of it. But it's not a game that I'd probably go back and play. But sometimes there are games that are on this list that I don't agree with being on here and I think are rubbish. And I'm just like, no. And then there are games that I that are on this list that aren't really for me, but I'm like, yeah, okay, I can I can see it and I can understand it, and that that's one of these games I think. Um, it's in the right place, and yeah, I probably won't play it again, and I probably won't play any of the the sequels, just because they're not really my kind of thing anymore these days. I probably would have enjoyed them when I was a bit younger, um, but yeah, I'd, I'd say that it deserves to be here. So yeah. I give it the uh I give it access to the list. It's allowed to stay because I am the grandmaster of the list. Um self-proclaimed of course. The godfather of the list you might say. That's right. I'm going to make Blizzard an offer that they can't refuse. So that's that covers Blizzard. We've we've already made the obligatory Mr. Blobby reference at the start of this episode. Um however I wouldn't be shocked if you if you bring him back in at some point before we finish. But with uh, no, we, we don't, don't want to overdo Mr. Blobby. Well, so we don't we'll want to overdo Mr. Blobby. Uh, but what are we what are we doing next week, please? Next week we are doing um, our only Super Smash Bros. game on the list, which is 
Super Smash Bros. Brawl, which may surprise some people, as I think Melee is considered to be the the favourite of the Smash community. But yeah, we've got Super Smash Bros. Brawl released on the Wii, which we will be discussing next week. There are a lot. You, of, um, there are a lot of characters in uh, Super Smash Bros. Aren't there? Oh yeah, is, lot, yeah. is Mr. Blobby in it? Um, I think he's coming as DLC. Ah, nice. As, alongside Michael Fish. Blob, blobby DLC. Fish D- DLC, I like that. I respect that. <laughs> have you have you got this game yet? Yeah, yeah. Um, I've played it before as well. Um, but yeah, I've, I've picked it up. I'm playing it on the Wii U. Well. Yes, me too. I've, I've got it, but I've not started playing it yet. But I will be playing it on the Wii U. Um, but yes, as... Always is the case. You can get to us on social media or send us an email. The long short of it at hotmail.com. We are the long short of it podcast on social media. And yes, that is pretty much it from me for this week. Anything from you? Nope, nothing from me. Lovely. Well, we shall see you next week for Super Smash Brothers Brawl. And in the meantime, take care. Cheerio. See you on the next one.